Welcome to today's People's Bank, Let's Talk Indianola. I'm Andrew Swadner. On today's program, we talk with State Representative Brooke Bowden regarding the latest in the Iowa Legislature. Checking back in with the Iowa Legislature, talking with State Representative Brooke Bowden. And uh, Brooke, one of the things passed through the legislature, through the Iowa House, was talking about uh, um, school requirements regarding some foreign language and fine arts. Talk a little bit about uh, the thought process behind that and also some changes for some librarians and then uh, just kind of your thought process on that and what the bill entails. Uh, sure. So um, I think most people who know me just outside of the scope of being a legislator know that I am uh, a vocalist and a fine arts person and so I really did take a, a fine-tooth comb to the bill and look at it and consider all aspects of it. Um, I think one of our the main things that uh, brought me to a yes vote on that was we have small rural schools who, as we know, um, everywhere in the state of Iowa, you know, you've you've got teacher shortage, you've got work shortages, and so um, making sure that those schools are still able to offer a robust education and and offer those um, special uh, fine arts opportunities but also be able to get those kids graduated and um, a lot of places it's difficult to find um, even you know as you said librarians uh, music teachers and and um, just those specials um, out in the rural districts and so being able to offer them at maybe a, a shorter um, credit is better for the rural schools but they make this clear um, just because they move to um, less credit uh, I think it's um three instead of four on the, on the fine arts side, um, that those schools that are, you know, I, I fully believe that the schools who already are um, equipped with those teachers that are skill set um, and able to teach them will want to stay at that higher level um, and will continue to offer everything that they've offered. It's just we have to be realistic with um, reaching out to those smaller communities and making sure that those kids have the opportunities but also are able to graduate, you know, in a, in a reasonable amount of time. So. All right, next thing passed by the Iowa House was uh, House File 348. I guess opponents call it the Don't Say LGBTQ Plus legislation. Talk about what that bill entails and, and why you wanted to vote. So I know that people would like to term it as that, but it really just talks about, you know, when you get when you get into the bill and you actually read the bill, it, the question becomes, when is it appropriate to start talking about sex to students? Is it appropriate in kindergarten? Is it appropriate in third grade? Is it appropriate in fifth grade? I don't, you know, that's what we looked at. And um, originally, you know, a lot of people uh, were up to third grade. Um, our caucus talked a lot about it. And um, we felt that, you know, some of those health classes and really getting into um, the definitions of um, sex and things like that were really not being offered until about sixth grade. And so we felt that that paired with um, the expectations of parents and what we're already doing in, in the educational setting. And so, you know, when you start talking about some of the subject matters with inside that bill, um, children have questions and they need to have those questions answered. And at what age and when is it appropriate um, to start having those discussions and should they be having them with their parents and maybe not at the school at that point and that those ages so um, That's you know, that's the intent as far as I'm concerned on the bill I know other people would like to uh, spin it into the direction that we're trying to target one set of people that is absolutely not who I am That's not what I believe in I believe that um, there's just a certain age in which those discussions begin to happen I guess the follow-up I'll have is um, I know opponents have said it doesn't stop uh, uh, teachers from talking about a what I guess 
for lack of a better term, would be called a traditional marriage between a man and a woman, but it would potentially stop other discussions between uh, LGBTQ couple being discussed. Is that how you feel about that? You know, I think that's, no, I don't feel like that's the way that it's interpreted at all. I think that what, you know, for instance, we have people who are already married and, and they live in a, a, a marriage between two genders that are the same. And so they can talk about their wife or their husband or whatever it is to their students, just like any other teacher. It's when you start to get into the depth of the conversation about sex where it really matters. And so, you know, they're, we're not targeting any one individual. We're going to continue to, I mean, the, the overall nature of this conversation, in my opinion, is we teach our children to love one another regardless of anything. We are, you know, we are here, and in my opinion, we're God's people, and we just um, respect and love one another. And when we start to get into the conversation um, where we start to identify genders and, and have sexual conversation, at what age is that appropriate? And that's the target of that bill. There are also a couple things you wanted to talk about as far as what is affecting people locally. Talk about uh, some of the things that you've had in the legislature that you want the constituents to know about. Certainly. Um, something that I just ran off the House floor that I was very passionate about and was as well last year um, is um, surgery centers in Iowa. Are, we're not currently all licensed, believe it or not. And so um, we, uh, we put that on the rural uh, health, uh, hospital bill, which also, you know, um, Knoxville has a rural hospital. It's going to make sure that we have our surgery centers licensed and inspected in the state of Iowa. So, um, you know, pairing with all other um, inspected and facilities, I think that's very important that we have those uh, small surgery centers, a lot of times, you know, maybe cosmetic surgery or whatever that would fall into, they will all now be looked at, licensed, and inspected. Prior to this, they were under the federal guideline only, and um, I think it's Iowa's due diligence to get in there and look around. And then um, we also had a great bill that I wanted to just kind of throw out there. It ran out of, I believe, state government or local government, one of the two. Um, it has not hit the floor yet, but um, it's House File 267, and it's a non-resident driver's license where we can collect the $10 convenience fees for uh, renewal and, and driver's license so that we have those who are not um, taxpayers or residents of the community and they're just using it as a service to them um, and we uh, they will pay that extra $10 and that will help um, our communities especially in Marion and Warren County where they have an influx of those coming out of um, Des Moines um, pay for the staffing and what it takes to run those driver's license stations so I really hope to see that move on the House floor, and um, if that's in, of interest to people listening, I would encourage you to contact the legislature and encourage them to see that move as well. Thanks to State Representative Brooke Bowden for joining us on today's program. If you missed any of our Let's Talk programs, find them online daily at KNIAKRLS.com under podcasts, and subscribe through Apple, Google, or Spotify to never miss an episode. That concludes today's People's Bank Let's Talk Indianola. People's Bank in Indianola, Pleasantville, Carlisle, Knoxville, and more. Service you expect from people you trust. Member FDIC.